We are back live here on iHeartRadio and also AMFM247.com, 50-plus AMFM stations across the country and around the world, and we've got a great guest with us today. How do you keep the American dream alive if citizens get used to not working and having free stuff? Basically, a recent poll said that 82% want monthly stimulus checks, 68% of unemployed eligible for payments are greater than lost earnings, and with us today, Craig Sixliano, he is the CEO and founder of Diversity Fund, and uh, tech-enabled platform allows the everyday investor to build wealth like the 1%, and Craig is also the host of Driven to Win podcast. He's with us today here on a broadcast. So, so Craig, this is amazing that, uh, <laughs> that we've got all these people who basically just want to sit at home and get paid to basically do nothing. What do you make of this? Uh, was this, all the days blend together. I believe it was, <laughs> yes, it was, it was Sunday. I'm pretty sure I saw someone say, why should I go back to work if I'm making more money from this stimulus check? Yes. And I was like, that's an issue. And that is something that we're, they're saying, Hey, uh, that's going to run out. So people will be in forced to go back in the workforce and let's see if the jobs do appear for them. Another stat I read recently is that for every 10 people who lost a job, there's three jobs available. So that was a positive wow. uh, that, uh, that I looked recently. The jobs are being created by either more Amazon jobs, more uh, Walmart jobs, or more Domino's jobs, et cetera, et cetera. So that's something that there is a silver lining out there, at least a little bit. Now, Craig, this uh, this this poll here of eighty-two percent want monthly stimulus checks. Uh, part of me says that's a good thing because they'll go out and they'll spend the money and they'll stimulate the economy. But another part of me says if you just keep giving people the checks, they're eventually gonna go out and not spend it on stuff that stimulates the economy. They're going to go get new tattoos and all this other nonsense. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, some people are saving, some people are spending. I, I don't know what the data says on it quite yet. Uh, the big thing we're looking for is kind of the, the flywheel machine of people going in and, hey, I need a job they have a job so they can make money and they make the money so they can spend it and get that going. And that's kind of getting society back going because just giving them a check. And I think that was the purpose behind it is before I had to have the job to get the money to spend it. So since I lost my job, here's a stimulus check so I could start spending that money. And for people to spend that money, they have to look and see, Hey, am I going to get my job back? Uh, do I see uh, the light at the end of the tunnel? Uh, do I see an opportunity to get a new job? Do I see uh, the coronavirus, so I see that uh, not being really concerned if there's a second round or not, uh, and then looking at the overall general leadership and how uh, they're reacting and, and they're uh, putting together plans for the future. So a lot, a lot of moving parts there. We have got Craig Sisliano with us today. He's the CEO and founder of Diversity Fund. He's also the host of Driven to Win podcast. He's with us today here on our big program here on iHeartRadio and also AMFM, 247.com. And over the past couple months, 36.5 million Americans have filed new claims for unemployment benefits. 
Congress understandably wanted to do something to address this unprecedented spike in uh, unemployment. And it seems like everybody and their brother got a check, (laughs) but the actual citizenry that needs the cash... Uh, we've, we've, we've bailed out pretty much everybody we can think of, you know, uh, struggling small businesses such as the Los Angeles Lakers and, uh, some of the other, <laughs> some of the exactly. other folks out there. Uh, w- w- what is going on here, my man? <laughs> well, the Lakers, I'm not a Lakers fan versus the Clippers. Clippers, Thea Balmer owns it. So that's basically microsoft owns the clippers at the end of the day and they do have yeah. more money than lakers lakers is a fa- is a family-owned business so i gotta get the back of my team here a little bit but yeah they had to return their check they do make money they're you know they, they make enough money <laughs> but they're uh so yeah i mean it's it's if you look at the statistics that we're looking at the dad that's coming in certain states got hit harder than others uh, you're looking at states such as uh, Nevada got hit hard, Michigan and Hawaii pretty hard. Uh, you look at uh, you know Hawaii obviously tourism and Nevada. You're looking you're you're kind of looking at the casinos as much and uh, other uh, other I think more um, it's more in kind of the high teens and everywhere else, uh, everywhere else across the country. But still, it's a, it's a rate that's one of the highest I think back into uh, as far as back. Geez, how far back do you want to go? Almost as far back as they've been taking records. I think it's as far back as uh, at least 1948. And uh, we're really kind of concerned about the small businesses. That's at the end of the day, are they getting the funds uh, to to stay afloat? Are those businesses going to have the means to survive when we start getting back into society? Look at restaurants. And I, I was a waiter. I was a waiter in college. And uh, was how many tables do I turn? That's how much money I made. And now you're saying, because it's about, all about revenue, so now you're saying, okay, the restaurants can't open, but there's going to be uh, physical distancing, let's call it. So therefore, that's less tables. So less tables means that's less revenue. So how are they supposed to survive? And then how are the people who, uh, the commercial property owners, who expect to get paid uh, by those restaurant owners, and how do they charge the same amount of money they were charging before? So how can they say, okay, this space is going to cost you this much per square foot, when the, now that's going to affect the bottom of the restaurant who, to afford that rent because they're not making as much revenue? So a lot of these things have to be worked out. What does that look like? And I think some of those industries are going to get hit pretty hard, and it's going to take us a couple of years to rebound from them. So with with all this, do, do you think there there should be a – or would it even be possible for a, you know, like a six-month or a 12-month uh, universal basic income basically give people, I don't know, 1500 to two grand a month for six months, and then once the economy's kind of back going again, we cut that off? Or since, since you've seen some of these different things, you've got all the numbers, do you think that's a slippery slope we don't need to go down? It's a slope you don't want to go down. Looks like we're going down it right now. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, we we have to pay it back. And yeah. so, how, what? Who's going to pay it back? And how do you pay it back? Well, you you pay it back by by revenue, right? And where does revenue come from? Revenue comes from tax taxation, business tax, sales tax, just income tax, federal tax, and all that. On on, on the state level, states are required more to have a balanced budget than on the federal level. 
it's coming from the federal government at the end of the day. So we can still keep printing money and still kind of give these handouts for the next six to 12 months. But you're looking down the road, a lot of money we're going to have to pay back. And you got to look kind of closely at when we pass these bills on the national level and on the state level, you got to kind of look at the fine print. What is being put into those bills? Are, are they increasing taxes? Out here, I know there's a Prop 13 that's been big, and there people, uh, there's a, a big push in the state to repeal it. And that would increase drastically property taxes across the board. Most people are paying property taxes uh, on homes that they maybe own generationally, and all of a sudden those properties would be reassessed on their current market value, forcing people huge amounts of, of increased uh, expenses for, for people who might own homes for 30, 40 years. And you can see if you had bought something on the beach or with an ocean view, where you know state of California, the whole Pacific there, and how that could cause a lot of people to not be able to afford their homes. So, you know, there is things out there we got to look out for. And, and I hate to say, like, if one, one improvement today may, may hurt us in the future, and there has to be a balancing act between the two. We have got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here in our broadcast. So talk to us about the podcast, my friend. Podcast, great. We renamed it Exponential Leadership. It's it's been fantastic. Uh, I had a couple of guests on recently just sharing their stories and, and how they're getting through uh, today. I think uh, before I had a, a, a trauma surgeon on a couple of weeks ago and, and just talking about leadership and, and talking about making decisions in in, in matter of, of seconds. You know, you're, you're, someone's coming in, they have a, uh, they're wounded or, or have an injury that could be life threatening and, and they're really have to make a decision with their teams and, uh, and, and be, on, be on, uh, to, on top of things. And it really kind of pivots into what's going on today with our, our leadership and, and a lot of the questions that we have and, and how it's the, not that centralized compared to other countries. Uh, if I'm not sure if you're familiar with a small country off the coast of China called Taiwan and how they've had what? They've had what, how many deaths have they had? It, it's kind of lower, less than 20. Oh, yeah. So how were they able to do that? And they were prepared for it. They had a very centralized government that was able to react quickly. They had fantastic leadership. So that, that's the whole idea is, is how can we learn from other leaders and how the decisions, decisions they make and how they prepare for such things. Where, where can we find the podcast, my friend? Oh, easy. You can find me on my social handles, uh, at Craig Cecilio, at Craig X Cecilio, at CXC, uh, all across the uh, uh, the internet with that. Uh, so Craig at Craig Cecilio and at Craig X Cecilio dot com. Very easy to find. Well, I appreciate you making time. Thanks for coming on and kind of clearing some of this up and uh, and chatting with us. I appreciate it, my friend. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you, my man. There he goes, Craig Siciliano, and uh, Driven Wind Podcast. And uh, we are going to take a time out. When we come back, we have got more on the other side.